Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Got Guts with Editor-in-Chief Professor Mark Fry. With us today is Dr. Yoshi Sei, co-author of the recently published article titled Tissue and Cell-Specific Properties of Enterochromaffin Cells Affect the Fate of Tumorigenesis Toward Non-Endocrine Adenocarcinoma of the Small Intestine. So let's get started. Hi, Mark. Hi, good morning, Jamie. Good morning, Yoshi. Uh, yeah, it's still morning for you is on the East Coast as well. I'm over here in Los Angeles. Uh, and uh, I'm delighted to have you here today to talk about this, both this exciting paper and talk a little bit about uh, what life is like as an intramural investigator at the NIH and uh, just learn a little bit more about your career and how you got to where you're at, Yoshi. Um, so this is a really interesting paper about it tumor type that I think a lot of our listeners don't spend much time thinking about. So could you could you just tell us a little bit about this kind of tumor before we dive into the, the paper even, you know, what are these small intestinal neuroendocrine tumors? I mean, I think, you know, we all see them at some point in a textbook or in, you know, in a reference, but tell, tell us more about them, if you would. Yes, uh, thank you so much for first of all, selecting our paper, and, and thank you for having me. And uh, it's a good idea to give listeners uh, some clinical perspective. So um, yeah, I would, I would do that. I work at Digestive Disease Branch at NIDDK, and Dr. Steve Wank is our branch chief and has a clinical protocol to study neuroendocrine tumor in the small bowel, um, which is also called uh, small bowel calcinoid. Calcinoid means cancer-like, and uh, because tumor cells are well differentiated and slow-growing, and they don't look aggressive at all under the microscope. But we now know that these tumors behave like malignant tumors. Although the tumors grow very slowly, eventually bad aggressive cells evolve and spread to mesentery lymph nodes and liver. For most of patients, when they are diagnosed, tumors were already spread because they have no symptom or only mild non-specific symptoms till tumors spread to other organs. For, th for these cases, you know, five years survival is only 65 to 70% clearly malignant, right? So early diagnosis is a key to save their lives. Now, yeah, now the majority of the cases are reported to be, I'm saying reported to be sporadic. <laughs> but that's, our, an, that's an important couple of words there, reported yes, to be. Yeah. Reported yeah. to be. Um, but our protocol is to study familial form because mm -hmm. familial form is not well recognized mm -hmm. and uh, not well studied. So it's possible that many sporadic cases are actually familial form. And to find and study familial form, we need to acquire accurate family history, right? Of right, at, right. at least the three to four generations. So um, Dr. Wang and, and here, Mrs. Joan Forbes, she's a certified a registered nurse practitioner and amazing study coordinator they have to spend significant time communicating with patients and their family members and arrange so many things. And once you are recruited and you are you and your family members can, you know, uh, receive diagnosis, 
treatment and consultation here at NIH. Can you guess how many uh, families Dr. Wang recruited uh, since the pro protocol started 15 years ago? Just oh, I, pro I, I probably can't. Uh, let's go with let's go with 1500 100 a year Ooh. <laughs> you are kidding me <laughs> <laughs> yes yes i am <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. well actually was it, this was is, it about it's about 100 or, or yes yes uh, okay. absolutely uh, more than 100 families that's a significant mm -hmm. significant numbers you know yeah. uh, considering the amount of work they have to do right right so right. um you know his team is uh, taking care of more than 100 families now mm -hmm. so definitely this is the largest number in the nation and probably even in the world mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. also uh, in addition that uh, we found the first uh, candidate risk gene it's it's called ipmk okay it's a inositol polyphosphate multi-kinase it's a very complex gene but uh, so familiar form of this tumor is real uh, like Lynch syndrome or familial adenomatous mm -hmm. polyposis. And so this knowledge is clinically so important uh, because if we can identify family and provide diagnosis to them, uh, as Dr. Wanka's team does, uh, we can save many lives. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and he's doing that. He's saving lives. And, and think about 20, 30 years from now, and our patients, uh, children, grandchildren, grand-grandchildren, all, you know, they'll be benefited. So right, I'm, right. I'm very, very proud to be part of uh, his team and assisting the study for this critical mm -hmm. protocol. Yeah, now, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Now, so as a part of the studies, I, I will uh, give you some background about uh, this tumor cells uh, origin. Uh, so that you know the listeners can understand our paper better. So, mm -hmm. as a part of the study for this protocol, uh, we study genetics and tumor biology, and we examine many histopathology slides. And one of the advantage of studying familial form is that uh, they often have multiple tumors, so that sometimes you can see mm. different stages of tumor right, progression. Right. In, in, right. in the tissue samples, so, you know, you, you're imagining, so, I think. So there's a built-in <laughs> natural experiment in one patient, yeah. Right, yeah. right, mm -hmm. right. So mm -hmm. as if the slides are telling us that, like their stories, <laughs> how they grew, right? So right. we have to be carefully watch, uh, you know, uh, exam. But fortunately and very excitingly, we found very early tumor formation, uh, which is a cluster of tumor cells at the crypt bottom. Mm -hmm. So if you isolate the crypts and stain with, uh, you know, chromo chromogranin A and observing 3D in mm -hmm. confocal microscope, you really appreciate significance of a cluster. Mm -hmm. And um, you can see endocrine tumor cell being jam-packed at, at mm -hmm. the crypt bottom. And, and uh, as you can imagine, finding ori tumor is so valuable for the study right. of cancer, right? right? So we spent more than two years to study these micro tumors using RNA in situ. So mm -hmm. we did actually, I did <laughs> twice, uh, twice, uh, you know, a week RNA in situ, RNA in situ for two years. And mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> 
Right. Uh, a hundred families worth of tumors doesn't sound like a lot until you hand stain all of those slides, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, we didn't do all hundred, but, uh, you know, we did many, um, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. we studied many. And, and uh, we found that microtumors consist of very special subset of EC cells, enterochromaffin cells, not just regular EC cells. The specific subset that stays at position four and uh, below position four around the stem cell area and mm -hmm. uh, express reserve stem cell genes like HOPEX and you sounds familiar, right? HOPEX yes. and BMI on and yep. ERIG one. So we suggested that the tumor is originated from this special subset of EG cells. And this was for us aha moment and mm -hmm. totally exciting moment because we knew this subset and we studied this subset and mm -hmm. using mouse organized and reported about this subset in AJP Gastro mm -hmm. in, in two, 2010. Right, uh, right. Yeah. I think I, so, I think I actually remember reading a review of yours in about 2019 or 2020 about those enterochromaffin oh. cells and the stem cell dynamics. So oh. I've, 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 I've read some of this story before, but not all of our listeners will have. So do continue. Yeah, this is right, this right. has really been a fascinating story as it's developed. So Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so the editor-in-chief was uh, Dr. Kerun at the time. Yep. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. we, we had a really tough reviews, but uh, you know, she was very fair and, and helped us publish the paper. Then after the, the, this publication, we studied more about this subset and found that this subset actually did differentiate into mm -hmm. stem cells. But important thing is they differentiate not only to regenerate epithelium in response to injuries or inflammation, mm -hmm. but also to maintain vas basal homeostasis of stem cell mm -hmm. dynamics. Mm -hmm. So this is a new concept that we are suggesting is a homeo homeostatic de differentiation of EC cell subset. Therefore, it is programmed is a program differentiation. So uh, we published the uh, original paper and also review paper. Probably you remember that uh, reading uh, our review paper, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but both are published in AJP Gastro again, mm -hmm. two papers. So the editor in chief was your predecessor, uh, Dr. Barnett. Yeah, yeah, Nigel. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 Nigel. And he was very fair and helpful too, and no pressure to you. <laughs> 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 so, so we are very happy that we now have an AJP paper under your era and um, have a yeah, great experience with you already. And uh, now, now I'm just going to put out there, Yoshi, that you don't have to wait until the next editor to submit again. I'm happy to get another paper from you under my <laughs> oh, tenure as well. <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I hope uh, we are, we are you know, productive, you know, continue mm -hmm. to be productive. But but thank you so much for serving as editor-in-chief. That's a tough job. And uh, it's, you know, it's a lot of fun. I get to talk to people like you all the yeah, time. So. Yeah, thank you. And uh, I, I guess that you're the first editor-in-chief uh, hosting podcast, I guess. Am I? Is that is that true, that Jamie? The first for GI, yes. Okay, all right. Yes. I'll take that. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I, actually, a question then about uh, maybe we'll jump into the your sort of your summary of the paper in a second. But a question about I noticed 
One of the things you talk about in your paper, uh, in sort of the introductory material, is that the rate of these tumors seems to be increasing dramatically. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. What's what do you think is driving that? Is that is that is 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 that an actual increase in rate, or is it better awareness and detection? And if it's an actual increase in rate, what do you think is causing it? I mean, you know, obviously this is speculation at this point, but yeah, it's uh, you know million dollar questions. Um, I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think, uh, you know, um, mm, I don't think, uh, by awareness, um, and actually increasing, that's my, mm -hmm. that's my gut feeling. Mm -hmm. Are these, uh, I mean, presumably these cells are going to be quite sensitive to diet, right? I mean, is it possible that the yes, ongoing, so. right, overly right. refined processed right. foods are making, I mean, mm -hmm. are, have there been any studies done on the sort of homeostatic re reversion or turnover or whatever you want to call it from the work that you'd done previously. Have there been any studies done to look at the influence of diet on that? Does it, uh, you know, do we? So, do we... so yeah, this is a EC cells. Uh, therefore mm -hmm. that, you know, EC cells a sensor, right? For yeah, many yeah. things and pH and, and mm -hmm. uh, odors and spice and, mm -hmm. and uh, toxins and, and, and send the signals to intake neuron system, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but I don't know. Um, and the, the people are studying for, for IBS and stuff, right, a diet, right. you know. The, right. Okay. Well, hopefully, hopefully it's diet and the answer is more hot sauce. I could live with that. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So, so anyway, yeah. uh, do you want to go ahead and kind of give us the elevator pitch summary of this, the, the new paper then for our listeners? Yeah. Uh, uh, sure, sure. Yeah. So the studies for, uh, for this paper is to test if we could produce EC cell tumor using mouse model, right? Of course, uh, mm -hmm. as you can imagine, we tried many genes uh, pri prior to uh, mm -hmm. these mm -hmm. studies, uh, but nothing was uh, publishable. It sounds familiar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's why we ended up with the with ultimate combination of RB1, P53, and MEC. Mm -hmm, right, and mm -hmm. we use the tamoxifen inducible CRE-ERT2 system to conditionally express mutations and mm -hmm. the promote of tryptophan hydroxylase one TPH1 gene. Mm -hmm, that, okay. that that gene encodes the essential enzyme for certain production. So, so Got it was it. supposed to specifically uh, target EC cells. Mm -hmm. because they have the highest expression. They're, of, they're the uh, primary 5-HT producers in right. the gut. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, but well, it was great surprise that we couldn't find any EC cell tumor formation mm -hmm. and none, and sadly none. But mm -hmm. instead, instead, we found neuroblastoma from mm -hmm. enteric neurons and okay. um, neuroendocrine tumors in pancreas and mm -hmm. lung and the only tumor found in the intestinal epithelial layer was non-endocrine type adenocarcinoma. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we thought this is actually very interesting and, and important to study why, you know. Mm -hmm. And for us, you know, you see, so becoming non-endocrine type adenocarcinoma wasn't surprised at all because we right. knew about this, this goes back to your homeostatic it, replenishment of exactly. the stem cells right right, right. because mm -hmm. we knew about easy cell subset that can mm -hmm. differentiate that that's why we didn't 
we're not surprised at all. And the important thing is that we found that the reducing functions of RB1 and P53 actually accelerate the differentiation of EC cells. We mm -hmm. show it in, in using organoid studies. And that's, that is actually very interesting because we are always curious about what kind of genes are regulating those di differentiation. So, right. um, you know, Abian and P53 are the, the ones and we found out. So that was, that was good. And uh, so we are sure that, you know, almost sure that after having mutations, the subset mm -hmm. of EC cell become first intestinal stem cells and then mm -hmm. grew to, you know, Okay, so they become intestinal stem cells, but they've got defective RB and P53 activity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And right. exactly. so the, the door is already halfway open, basically, yeah. to become an adenocarcinoma. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's so, really interesting. Yeah, and also interesting thing is a MIC activation. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, of course, MIC is one of the Manaka factors, right? right. So right. we expected that the, you know, accelerated differentiation or so it did and act, acts as a driving force to produce adenocarcinoma but it also mm -hmm. uh you know causes apoptosis mm -hmm. uh, so that's why we didn't see so many adenocarcinoma right right yeah right right and so to, so to turn the question around then so the, this this mechanism where the the interchromaffin cells de-differentiate into you know intestinal stem cells and then are predisposed to turn into tumors that makes sense. Uh, what is what is blocking them from becoming neuroendocrine tumors directly? Is that is that is that because the apoptosis susceptibility in EC cells is higher when you have the high MIC than it is in the ISCs, or well, you know, why, why do that? Why do they have to turn into stem cells first? I guess is the question. Yeah, Doctor Fry, you are so good at this. I mean, <laughs> that's the point that uh, we are trying to figure out. Actually, okay. you know, um, why they maintain, uh, you know, to to become neuroendocrine tumors, that they have to maintain their their lineage, still, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's a half of the differentiation stops there and so keeps uh, stem cell properties and, and uh, neuroendocrine properties at the same time, something like that uh, we are imagining, but uh, mm -hmm. that's why we are doing a lot of experiments and stuff. Right, right. Yeah. Yes, that's a great question. I mean, we, we, we keep asking ourselves <laughs> the same question. Uh, you know, one, one step at a time, right? Right, right. Um, so, so presumably this eventually you hope will lead in the direction of some kind of biomarker or um, detection, early detection method, as you noted sort of at the beginning. So you said something interesting that you, you know, you sort of called the spontaneous tumors, you know, so-called spontaneous tumors. And right. I take it that you think that a much larger proportion of spontaneous tumors are actually familial tumors that were not recognized as such. Is that a is that a, a fair statement? Yes, very okay. fair statement. Okay. Yep. Yep. So then genetic screening could actually maybe catch a lot of these in advance. Yes, if, it, okay. if it, that's why we are doing this, uh, mm -hmm. you know, genetic studies and, and trying mm -hmm. to find the genes. Yep. And once mm -hmm. we can find the genes, we can, you know. Then, then you've got the mechanism to target mm -hmm. in those patients. Okay. Right. okay. So other important factor to consider is migration. Mm. Right. So majority of EC cells uh, migrate up to 
mm -hmm. eli and disappear in four to five days after tamoxifen mm -hmm. but uh, you know uh, the, the specific ec subset um, can stay uh, about two weeks and up to a mm -hmm. month and but once the subset did, did differentiate to stem cells then they have a chance to stay ah. months and years as right. stem cells and therefore higher chance to transform, right? right. So it may be and, as simple as time, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. chance, you know, really chance. And and also in contrast to EC cells, neuroendocrine cells in pancreas and lung and enteric neurons stay much longer mm. because they don't okay. migrate. You know, okay. we, we show that in in the in the paper, you know, by lineage stage, uh, mm -hmm. lineage uh, tracing studies yep. that, uh, you know, to tomato stain cell stays a long time, right? Mm -hmm. So they have a, you know, a chance to transform. So yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. That's it's, right. you know, let's, let's, let's provisionally decide that that simplest mechanism, which is time multiplied by chance to mutate again is the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. overall is, so the study made us think about, you know, tumor genesis in mm -hmm. general and what important determinants for tumor genesis are. So mm -hmm. I'd like to stress that, you know, if we didn't know about the subset of EC cell and, and it could be hard to understand this phenomenon, right, but right. we knew that. So that's why the fundamental understanding of physiology, uh, such as cell migration, cell turnover, this the differentiation really help us inter interrupt uh, you know interpret the data and that's right also, that's right also did, did did you hear that grant reviewers fundamental basic biology is clinically important yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I can't agree more right Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So, so, so Yoshi, let's shift gears just a little bit because we like to talk about the science a lot on this podcast, but mm -hmm. we also want to talk a little bit about the scientists behind the work uh, so that people can feel a connection and, you know, sort of think about uh, the, the, the GI physiology community. Mm -hmm. how, how did you end up at the NIH working on neuroendocrine tumors? Like, you know, where, tell wow. us a little bit about your career and why you ended up getting interested in this, if you okay. would. Okay. Um, you know, I didn't, my career didn't start with GI. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when I was a fifth year medical student in Japan, I had a leukemia patient during my mm -hmm. two weeks clinical rotation. The, the patient had acute pro-myelocytic leukemia, um, and mm -hmm. I still remember her name. Uh, this leukemia is highly curable now, but it was a most fatal leukemia at, at the, the time. time. Yeah. yeah, average survival after diagnosis was less than a, a month. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, so this patient was admitted on the first day of my rotations and died on the last day of my oh. two weeks rotations. It was, that was my first experience of a patient death, right? So mm -hmm. after this experience, I decided to practice hematology mm -hmm. and I picked immunology to do my research. And during my graduate school, I studied the leukemia called acute T-cell leukemia. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Caused by retrovirus uh, called mm -hmm. HTAB1. Mm -hmm. You know, at the time, HTAB3 was, and HIV was called HTAB. HTLV3, right? Right. right. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing is HIV infects CD4 positive T cells and kill, right? Mm -hmm. uh, CD4 positive T cells and therefore immune 
deficiency, but mm -hmm. this HTB1 uh, infects CD4 positive T cells and transform and mutates them. Okay, yeah, mm -hmm. mutates mm -hmm. them. So I presented my study uh, at the international immunology meeting with uh, which was held in Kyoto. Mm -hmm. And after my presentation, the chair of the session came to me <laughs> and they invited me to come to U.S. to work on HIV AIDS. Oh, fun. fun. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, yeah, so I did. It was 1985 mm -hmm. in New York, mm -hmm. uh, Mount wow. Sinai, New okay. York City, Mount Sinai Medical Center. Mm -hmm. And as you know, AIDS was a huge problem yeah. uh, for U.S. public health at the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, I received... It, it, it's, it's amazing how over the last... 40 years, it's gone from such such an amazing health crisis to a, a, a chronic disease that's yes, now managed. Manageable, yeah, manageable, yeah. unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I. And you, I, you, it sounds like you were there at the beginning of it. So well <laughs> yeah. done. Yeah. A lot of the time, I receive the patient's blood every day, mm -hmm. exam every day. And I, I, I actually developed my own assay to evaluate the neutralizing antibody against mm -hmm. HIV. And actually mm -hmm. that was my thesis for, for, for you know, PhD. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, you know, at the beginning of COVID, um, you remember New York City was hot areas and, yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know, total shutdowns. And so many presentations uh, through Zoom meeting for COVID was uh, <laughs> by uh, doctors uh, from Mount Sinai. So by watching those, I remember my old days and got a bit uh, nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then after Mount Sinai, I came to Bethesda campus and because mm -hmm. of uh, lab closures and such, and I moved to many different places, actually, uh, lab laboratories and institutes. So I, I have uh, experience in uh, doing research uh, such as genetics and neuroscience. And, mm -hmm. and then I joined Dr. Wang's uh, team 12 years ago. Uh, so mm -hmm. starting from leukemia, then biology, immunologies, and genetics and neuroscience, and then starting stem cells and, and back to cancer. So, so I'm, I'm very, very happy being here and doing yeah, 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 it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's a, and it's a great story. And it's, a, it's, a, it's an important reminder to the students and fellows out there that you never know what direction your work's going to go in. There will be, when you look back, there will be a continuum that will make sense to you, but there will be right. a lot of right. twists and turns that you didn't anticipate. I think a, I think a lot of early career investigators, you know, and, and, and rightly so, they, you know, they, they're concerned about their career. They want to have a roadmap and things like this, but you can't be too inflexible because when a great opportunity comes up, like, hey, would you like to drop everything and move from Kyoto to New York City, <laughs> you know, to, to change fields entirely, yeah. do you want to do it? And, and if the answer is yes, then the answer is yes, right? So right, right. that's Absolutely. great. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Hindsight, you know, connecting dots and everything is useful now, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 it's great. Absolutely, absolutely right. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so how big is the the research group that you're part of? You know, we have many you know, clinical team is big, but the basic you know translational research lab. You know, we we used to have four people. It's a quiet, a serene, mm -hmm. and now we have three. But the old. Um, well-established scientists, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but I feel lucky to be in the NIH community because we have many interaction with uh, incredibly talented, uh, you know, bright scientists here, mm -hmm. um, you know, so we have many interactions, so. Yeah, it's great. It's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good, good. 
and there must be a, there must be some place around the corner from the NIH where when an experiment doesn't work, you go to get a consolation dinner or drink. Where where is that, and what what's what's the treat you order <laughs> when the experiment blew up in your face and you need to get out of the lab for a few minutes? <laughs> That's funny. I ask everybody this. A, is a... <laughs> okay, the consolation dinner. I I I think it's it's very unhealthy because uh, you know I have to have consolation dinner. You know maybe uh, three four times a month. <laughs> so rather you know have a celebration dinner mm, okay celebration, celebration dinner, dinner That's, you know yeah. we got um believable results and i want mm -hmm. to celebrate yeah mm -hmm. well, let's see um uh, uh, the pasta italian pasta okay. Um, okay spaghetti medium hard and mm -hmm. uh, white crumb sauce and lots of parmesan cheese on top and italian wine what is that uh, <laughs> it sounds terrific I, yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, chianti with that yeah or yeah, yeah chianti yeah. chianti yeah. classical reserve mm -hmm. or something mm -hmm. like that <laughs> yeah Ooh, boy talking about that pasta i'm getting hungry already <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. i just ate breakfast I, this is gonna be a problem today <laughs> yeah <laughs> Fantastic. I, because i said pasta is i haven't eaten pasta for, for almost uh, five years because mm. uh, you know I avoid, you know, my favorite rice and pasta mm -hmm. and noodles mm -hmm. because I'm becoming pre-diabetic. So. Oh, yeah. 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 So you have to so. be careful. So yeah. that, and of course, the thing you can't have is now the thing you want all the time, right? Absolutely. That's the yeah. human nature. Sweet, sweet and chocolate mm -hmm. and, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Jamie, do you have any questions? Uh, or, or, or Yoshi, is there anything you wanted to talk about that we haven't touched on yet, I guess? Um. Well, I'm, I'm really enjoying this, uh, you know, <laughs> it seems like uh, you too, you know, Jamie and Dr. Fry, uh, you are enjoying um, podcasts more than us, maybe, you know, by asking <laughs> questions. Um, well, let, let, let's try reverse that, uh, you know, okay. maybe the listeners uh, want to know you too, right? So uh -oh. let me, uh -oh. let me, let me, let me, here comes trouble. Questions. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, yeah. So Jamie, what, what is your favorite thing to do uh, in your um, off time? Spend time watching my daughter horseback ride. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. Horse. Oh my gosh. Especially That's when the weather talent. gets nice and yeah. Mm -hmm. How old outside. is she? How old She's is she? Fourteen. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's exciting. Do so. you have many pictures, right? Yeah. <laughs> lots you're of not, lots. You're not. You're not trying. Uh, no, no. No. Not right now. You're but just that's... watching. Yeah. You're exactly. watching. I'm praying. Did you? Did you? Did you? Did you re ride? Did you ever ride before? I did yeah? when I was okay. younger, also. Okay. So wow. Yeah. Wow, yeah. That's that's yeah. healthy. Ah. Yeah, it's nice to watch, but yeah. yes, a lot okay. of praying too. <laughs> yes, yes. So how about you, Dr. Fry? Well, I mean, so the listeners can't see it, but you can, Yoshi. I, the thing I do for stress relief is music. I've got, got a little home studio here and, uh, and I write and play songs uh, and, and that keeps me, keeps me together. Do you have a band or something? Or you have a well, or... yeah. So I actually play in a group of GI physiologists that perform oh. at conferences. We'll we'll actually be playing at the APS Summit. Um, oh, really? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> what is uh, the name of the group? Uh, we're we are called GI Distress. Um, GI GI Distress. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, Ishi Sao, Ishi Sao, Entro Kofin Sao is the original GI GI yes. distress. Yes, yeah, exactly. You're yeah. you singing Ishi uh, Sao. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's, uh, yeah. uh, that's healthy. Uh, you know, um, you have but, to have a hobby, right? Right. It's, you got to have a hobby. I remember Bud Bogestin. Um, mm -hmm, he, mm -hmm. he used to have a band. Yeah, Wild and, Type, it know, was called. Right, yeah. Wild Type uh, yeah, versus yeah. Mutants. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, many ideas come in off, off moments, you know? Right, right, right exactly. Right, yeah. right, right. Oh, that's good. That's good. Thank you so much for um, letting us know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and don't don't cut this portion. You can cut my portion, but not not this. Under understood, understood. Well, well, the, you know, you get you get final approval on the on on the recording before we okay. put it up. So yeah. okay, so you you yeah. have the power, Yoshi. Okay, great. Yeah, great. great. I, nice to have a power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have one uh, other question. Mm -hmm. um, how did you feel about joining our podcast? was was great <laughs> it was really great <laughs> and and i could ask uh, questions to you i feel good <laughs> when you, it's been fun you've been a terrific guest so yeah yeah so. i feel like i you know really participated for for the listeners by asking you uh, questions. <laughs> <laughs> outstanding outstanding yeah. Yeah. all right well thank you so much for joining us yoshi this has yeah. been great and uh uh, everyone go out and read his paper. It's fantastic. Um, and we'll look forward to see where this story goes in the future. So thanks very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This podcast was brought to you by the American Journal of Physiology, Gastrointestinal and Liver Physiology and produced by me, Jamie Jones. If you would like to hear our latest episodes, please visit the AJP GI and Liver Physiology's homepage.